Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 2nd. In the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. Welcome to the broadcast Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Man, have we got a lot to cover today. We are live six days a week, Monday through Saturday, two hours a day. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, we've had a um, a lot of crazy weekends over the summer and recently and stuff where we've done some rebroadcasts on Saturdays and such like that. I've had some family commitments and, and personal events. We had the 25th year anniversary celebration of Liberty Roundtable Live, so we did a rebroadcast on that day as well because we are cranking up everything. We're getting ready for an incredible park activity for families as part of it, those who could come. And it was a private event. Everybody wasn't invited. We just didn't have room for thousands of people, but we had, you know, 120-plus people in attendance, and, man, it was sure fantastic. Well, we were getting ready uh, on one Saturday morning in the rain uh, because we didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, you know, are we going to get rained out or what? And we just had faith and we prepared in the rain, and before you know it, we prayed that it would be sunny for our event. And believe it or not, it rained, and then the sun came out for our event. And then when our event was over, about a three-hour-long three event, it started to you know, get windy and rain again a little bit. And um, we just considered it an absolute blessing and a miracle from the Lord that we had great weather that day. Anyway, I digress, except to say we've had a lot of incredible things going on over the weekends. I've been out of town working on some projects. We've had some family events and, and uh, the Liberty Roundtable Live event. And Anyway, it's been really busy, but now we're back live on Saturday. Happy to be here. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Yesterday's broadcast, in my opinion, was one of the very best broadcasts we've been able to put together uh, ever in the whole history of the radio program, 25-plus years on the radio uh, and yesterday's program was one of the best we've ever done. And I want to thank Chris Carlson, a big old shout out to him for getting this guest for us, putting it together. As you know, Chris Carlson's with us every Friday, discussion of all things liberty. He does a great job himself, but in this case, he brought us an incredible guest. Uh, and Chris was with us first hour interviewing the guest. Uh, and then second hour, I continued the broadcast. But man, it was a good show. Our guest was Brad Barton. Are you looking for someone to help you ignite world-class performance? Bradspeaks.com gets that done. Now, Brad Barton, ladies and gentlemen, is a multi-talented person. He's a runner, and at 48 years old, he ran a sub-420 mile. Yeah, in the senior categories in, in his 50s, the guy has been breaking all kinds of records. Just amazing stuff. He's had a 20-year career uh, in speaking, public speaking, sharing his 
uh, understanding of, his experiences relating to, really a story of tragedy and triumph, in my humble opinion, uh, where Brad has had so many injuries, it's shocking. But he felt called. Yeah. He answered his calls. You know, all of us feel the pull to do things beyond our, quote, realm of comfort. When we answer those calls, we bless our lives and we bless the lives of others. We also talked about reinvention. You know, all of us are faced with constant change. When we acknowledge the dynamic nature of our existence, make considered adjustments, and then get on. With professional and personal improvement, we avoid stagnation and damnation, right? Just tremendous understanding from Brad. We talked about knowing your why, whether it be the way we order our lives or simply conduct our daily breadwinning, in other words, in your career. Understanding of where we are going and what we are doing is key to success, It's a key to increase effectiveness and an enhanced quality of life, right? What we say more of, we see more of. If we want to change our story, then we must change our stories. The anatomy of culture really is the cumulative effect of our collective stories and whatever system we examine. What is he saying about this? Really, it's all about the mind. Yeah, you got to do the body part, too, if you're going to be a runner like Brad. But running isn't the real story. Running is just Brad's experiences with tragedy and triumph, with Brad's experiences relating to he felt like he was called to do this. This wasn't just a prideful, you know, agenda. I want to be a rock star. I want to be famous. I want to be. This was in Brad's blood. This was at Brad's core that, you know what, I feel like I'm supposed to do this. Do you feel that way about anything? Have you felt that way about anything? Well, you can, should uh, feel that way. You should find out what your calling is. And I correlated that to my uh, calling on the radio. I believe I've got a calling to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why it's about God first, to share the value of family. And I generally support the traditional family, a male and female, created he them, right? And that a man and woman should get together and love one another and get married and have a, 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 you know, a fidelity commitment to one another and be together. Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, such as myself, don't believe we can just get married for time. We believe we can get married for all eternity. We believe we have power beyond the grave given to us by God Almighty. Now, whether you share that belief or not isn't the point. We absolutely believe in traditional marriage, God-ordained marriage, and God-ordained traditional families. But we also understand that the family isn't perfect. Sometimes people don't have parents. Tragedy strikes. They don't have parents. Sometimes people don't have siblings. Sometimes parents can't have children. But we are the great family of God. We are his sons and daughters on the earth. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with people reaching out and making up their own families if they don't have one. Or including people in their families if if others don't have one. You know, there's several people that rally around my family. Um, and they're close to family, even though by blood they may not be. Well, matter of fact, I'm adopted. I come from a family of seven adopted children. So I get the, well, we don't have blood, but we are a family idea. And I'm not endorsing alternative families because I believe the traditional family is God's way. But I am embracing alternative families 
uh, when I say I don't endorse them, but I embrace them, let me be very careful with my words. I don't endorse them because I don't want you to believe that I think that they're superior or equal to a God-ordained family. But you know what? They're the next best thing. In other words, it's great for a husband and wife to multiply and replenish the earth and bring children to the earth. That's God's preferred way. If that's not possible for some reason, adoption is a great alternative. Now, I would never want to promote adoption over having your own children, right? So that's why I don't endorse it, but I embrace it, meaning it's the next best thing. It's wonderful. And I'm blessed by adoption. And so I want to be very careful. I'm not downing those alternatives. I'm just saying that there's an order of things, right? I'll give you an example. Families should take care of one another and take care of themselves. They shouldn't go to church for support. Then you go to extended family. But if for some reason that safety net's not there, then go to your church. Churches are a great secondary safety net. They're just as valuable. There's not any dishonor in going to the church. If you've tithed and done your part, right? There's nothing dishonorable about going to the church. But it's secondary. It's meant to support the family, not the other way around, right? So that's really kind of important to understand. Anyway, I digress except for Brad Barton interview was continued in the second hour of Liberty Roundtable Live. And if you're looking for someone to help you unite world-class performance, baby, bradspeaks.com. He speaks all over. And it's motivational in nature. And it's great. For two decades, ladies and gentlemen, Brad Barton has delivered stirring instructive, transformative leadership presentations and coaching He for companies around the world, cutting edge companies and more. He says, let's do something that's never been done. And uh, that's what he did in his running career. But uh, that's, you know, really the, the takeaway here that I think is important. All right. Anyway, Brad Barton, great. One of our best interviews still available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love, if you will. Uh, but I'm telling you, Brad Barton, what a class act. We're grateful for he uh, his uh, taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the radio with us. One of the best interviews I believe we've ever done because it's so full of positive attitudes, so full of God, family, and country, so cool of the core of what we focus on on this radio program, so motivational, so encouraging, so full of hope, so full of, you know what, we're never going to give up. And that's the attitude that we need to have, not only in our own personal lives, for our own personal callings, but that's what we need to have when it comes to a belief in the greatest country on the face of the earth, America, as well. Right? I believe in America. I think America is the greatest country. I don't think that puts us above anybody else. We're not greater than other children of God who live in a different country. We're just the greatest country because we have the principles that protect rights. We have the blueprint to make sure that governments don't get out of control. Right? We have the success story out of the couple of hundred years experiment of our founding fathers of success. That's all. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. Joe Biden signed bill to avert partial government shutdown and keep the government funded through December the 3rd. The House, the Senate, and Joe all passed it. I think it's a sad tale to tell because we're just kicking the can down the road, financially speaking, and I think it's a shame. And Brad Barton even brought up that he thought it was wrong-headed as well. All right, <laughs> that's a recap of yesterday's show. Still available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use straight ahead, right here on Liberty Roundtable Live. I really don't want to talk about this, but I will. I'm just so mad. 
mad. I didn't get asked to the junior prom and it's raining, which means by the time I get to school, I'm soaking wet. Dad picked me up just after I left and I was so mad I got out and he said, wait, your mom said to give you this. I forgot my lunch money and then I dropped it in the water and I was late for history and so at lunchtime I had to find something on John Stuart Mill, which of course our library didn't have. So I had to walk all the way down to the office to call my mom and she found something on the internet and called me back. And Karen, she wouldn't even help me and that's a whole nother story. But Dad helped me conjugate nouns or whatever on the way to the swim team workout and then he read my history paper while I was in the pool and of course I forgot the bibliography so I had to do that with my mother when I got home and it made me totally forget that I put my jeans in the washer that morning and I hate it when they sit wet like that all day and smell like mildew but my mom said she put them in the dryer while I was at the swim team and you know I'm just not gonna go to the prom no matter who asks me I just want to stay home with my mom and dad family and just hang out isn't it about time unless Dustin asked me from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Have we got hard-hitting news that that was refused to you, ladies and gentlemen? Ready for it? You ready for it? Camera, can you handle it, buddy? This is hard-hitting. Can you hang? Mickey D's, baby. Mickey D's. That's right. McDonald's barbecue pork sandwich returns to restaurants nationwide for a limited time November 1st. Yeah, it's earlier than last year, ladies and gentlemen. McRib lovers, it's coming soon. The iconic barbecue sandwich is coming back. Yeah, they're calling it the McRib season, baby. It's kind of like a sports season nowadays. You got McRib season going on, right? Yeah, it's seasoned boneless pork, barbecue sauce, onions and pickles on a hoagie-style bun. Yeah, you got to dig it. I mean, that is news. By the way, it was first launched regionally in Kansas City back in 1981. That was before its national debut. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of the sandwich was to be enjoyed during the colder seasons, Cameron. You probably didn't even know that. But there you have it, man. <clears throat> yeah, you're McLovin' it. He, <laughs> Yeah, man, it was to be enjoyed during the colder seasons. Whether you're a McRib loyalist or a first-time taster, there is no denying, ladies and gentlemen, that the McRib is one of the most iconic sandwiches of the last four decades, ladies and gentlemen. That's why this is news the networks refuse to use, see? They say we have thousands of emails and tweets. 
from fans to prove it. McDonald's says the internet boom and the emergence of social media is what solidified the McRibs icon status. Think about that. It's all social media, baby. And they say we've even got McRib season now, ladies and gentlemen, because of this iconic comeback via social media. McDonald's hinted on Twitter that they had the most important announcement to roll out Thursday. Turn on your notifications, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to give the great news to you. And that was the McRibs, right? Now, believe it or not, last year was the first time since 2012 that the McRib was available nationwide. Kind of interesting because you might have had a McRib in recent years, but for the most part, it's just been kind of a regional rollout, if you will. But this time via Twitter nationwide, the McRib season is here. Starts November 1st. Now, let me tell you something else interesting. November 1st is my daughter's birthday. And her husband loves McDonald's. I mean, just loves the place. (laughs) And so she, my daughter, hates McDonald's. But he, her husband, loves McDonald's. Anyway, to make a long story short, I don't know what's going to happen on November 1st, her birthday. Are they going to roll to get the McRib the day they come out or not? Time will tell. Uh, That should be a poll on our website, huh? (laughs) It's interesting to me how people get into this stuff. I get into this stuff to some degree for fun. And, you know, part of it's just pastime stuff, right? Part of it's time. Part of it is that I'm a foodie kind of a guy. I don't love McDonald's, but I like McDonald's. Um, You know, whenever a company can be around for as long as it's been around and stay relevant, I mean, almost everybody likes something at McDonald's, right? I'm personally a, a lover of the Quarter Pounder with cheese, the Big Mac, and the Fish Filet. Those are the ones that I like. Other people are like, oh, I like the McDouble, or people are like, I like the McGriddle. Or, but, there's, you know, everybody's got something they, you know, could pick at McDonald's. And McDonald's has been so iconic, even when kind of the modern health craze rolled in and McDonald's t- took a beating uh, about fresh food. They kind of upped their ante. They made a lot of their beef fresh. They, uh, you know, took the step to make some, add some salads to the menus and everything else. They managed to um, adapt with the times quite well, too. But I'm telling you, that McDonald's barbecue pork sandwich, the McRib, I'm talking about you're McLovin' it with that baby. And it's coming out November 1st. Anyway, people are like, why would you waste so much time on that, Sam, of all things? Primarily, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> because I want you to know that This show is about life, all right? This is news the networks refuse to use in that we do focus on things that relate to your life. And yesterday's broadcast was all positive about hope, about, you know, your calling, about tragedy and triumph and success. That's what the two hours yesterday was about. Incredible interview with Brad Barton. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. It's still archived and available at your fingertips, right? Free. But then today we're saying, you know, what's going on? All kind of things are going on in your world, in your life, right? So we're going to talk about a few of those things. Some of them aren't near, oh, the normal, traditional, hard, excuse me, hard hitting in the traditional sense. But I believe they are hard hitting in a way. 
You know, it's hard hitting when a an when a iconic sandwich has been literally loved by people since 1981. How long is that, folks? 40 years? Think about that for a minute. You've got a sandwich that has been loved by people for 40 years. McDonald's has been marketing brilliance on this, where they've used social media. They've now got mixed season, even talking about how iconic this sandwich is. People wait for the football season to come around, or the basketball, or the baseball season, or whatever it is, and winter, spring, summer, or fall. I love fall when all the you know TV shows come out, or whatever. Your favorite. Now you've got these this big following for a barbecue pork sandwich season. The mixed season. It's when it. I mean, think about what kind of an iconic marketing reality that is. And I submit to you that that can primarily really only happen to the degree that it does in America. Social media changes has launched McDonald's into the driver's seat for this and everything else. It's just amazing to consider. It really, really is. Anyway, enough of McRibs, but I'm going to go get me one of those bad boys when they come out. And uh, there you have it. All right, InfoWars founder, talk show host, and more, I guess they call it the Alex Jones Show, has lost another defamation lawsuit brought by parents of children killed during the 2012 shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Now, this is a tragedy discussion here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to break it down in several ways that I believe to be relevant uh, and important. And by no way am I going to attack Alex Jones on this. You know, I know there's so much information out there about Alex Jones. He's a hero. He's a rock star. He's behind enemy lines. He tells the truth. That's one side of the view. The other side of the view is he's lost his credibility. He's off his rocker. When he went to court, he claimed he had psychosis that made him do it. There's a lot of stuff about Alex, and I'm not really interested in getting into all that, right? This is not about Alex Jones. In my opinion, this is about the media. InfoWars founder Alex Jones lost a defamation lawsuit brought by parents of children killed in the Sandy Hook disasters. According to court documents unsealed on Thursday, Judge Maya Guerra Gamble, or Gamble, I guess it is, of Travis County, Texas, issued a judgment by default against Alex Jones and ordered Jones to pay reasonable attorney fees in connection with the plaintiff's motions. The Huffington Post, I guess, first reported it. They love to attack Alex Jones over at the Huffington Post. I guess they've ruled against Jones in two separate Sandy Hook cases. Two separate Sandy Hook cases. They say he, meaning I guess Alex Jones, will now be liable for all damages. And then they say and a jury will be convened to determine how much he will owe the plaintiffs. Now, I've got a big problem with this, ladies and gentlemen. Let me explain my big problem with this. Now they're going to have a jury? Shouldn't he have had a jury the whole time? Can a judge just rule against Alex Jones without a jury of his peers to analyze? See, this is where I kind of think things are a problem. All the jury gets to do is decide how much of a beating Alex Jones gets to take over this. 
I guess the plaintiffs, Leonard Posner and Veronique De La, Ro- De La Rosa, I guess it is, brought the case against Jones in 2018. All right, now listen to this. Now, I got a problem with that. 2018 is now 2021. Where's the speedy trial for Alex Jones, number one? Number two, did he have a fair jury of his peers along this whole process like we're supposed to get? I don't think so. See what I mean? That, to me, is a big concern. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Mike Fortier. Efforts to pass a big part of President Biden's agenda now stalled. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announcing Friday that more time is needed to pass an infrastructure bill. Tennessee Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn tells Fox News the people have spoken and they don't want this bill. They're furious about inflation, the price at the pump, and what they're saying is stop it. That is why the president's numbers are tanking. It is why Pelosi cannot get the votes together. Biden tweeting Friday night the infrastructure deal and his Build Back Better agenda will make a huge difference for the American people, and together we're going to get this done. Biden trying to get his programs through as he deals with low approval ratings. A Rasmussen poll out Friday shows an approval rating of just 42%. He hasn't been above 50% in over two months. 56% of respondents disapprove. That puts Biden 14 points underwater. This is USA Radio News. Oh, according to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. That means that 82% of you listening right now will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, 82% of you will recall that ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. And 82% of you will note that you can try ZipRecruiter for free today. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash find. 82% of you will keep in mind that ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified people for your job and actively invites them to apply. Is that you? Who are you talking to? Uh, 82% of you will also know that I, um, live with my mom. But the most important thing to note is that ZipRecruiter works. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Will you be part of the 82% who remember where you can try ZipRecruiter for free? It's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Again, that exclusive link is ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Dr. Anthony Fauci impressed by a possible COVID breakthrough. Merck and Ridgeback Biotherapeutics announcing Friday a new pill to treat the virus. Fauci in yesterday's White House briefing. Uh, the company, when they briefed us last night, had mentioned that they will be submitting their data to the FDA imminently. Uh, the data are impressive. In the placebo group, there were eight deaths, and in the treatment group, there were no deaths. That's also very important and very good news. Merck says the pill reduces hospitalizations by 50% for those with mild to moderate cases of COVID. This would be the first pill to treat COVID if it gets FDA approval. Merck says it'll seek that approval immediately. China flexing its military muscle. The country on Friday flies 38 military jets into Taiwan's defense zone. Taiwan says it deployed its missile system to monitor the jets, but no missiles were fired. This is believed to be the largest incursion of China into Taiwan's defense zone. This is USA Radio News.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we're talking about Alex Jones. InfoWars founder Alex Jones lost a nationwide lawsuit, a defamation lawsuit, I guess, against Alex Jones. Parents of children killed during Sandy Hook. Two cases. Jones lost both of them. And my problem is that the cases started in 2018, and it's now 2021, almost 2022. I don't know that I call that a speedy trial. Do you? Uh, the second problem that I have with it is that they <clears throat> now they're going to have a jury decide how much Jones has to pay. And I think about that, and I, I have a problem because um, did a jury decide that Jones was guilty? Jones eventually just said in court that he had a psychosis uh, that made him believe these things. Well, is that really the truth? Or is the truth that, you know, you've got to say something so the judge doesn't throw the book at you? Uh, they say that they filed the lawsuit in 2018 after the radio host allegedly claimed. Okay, I don't know why we're putting allegedly in here. Alex Jones on the radio did say that the shooting was a hoax, that the parents were hired as crisis actors. All right, now, I don't <clears throat> really um, know how to break this down. All right, so the, co the couple's son, Noah Ponzer, was a victim of the shooting, the lawsuit said. The conspiracy theory, which has been pushed by InfoWars, and Mr. Jones, since the day of the shooting, alleges that the Sandy Hook massacre did not happen or that it was staged by the government and concealed using actors and that the parents of the victims are participants in a horrifying cover-up. Now, the judge Gamble, Gamble's ruling castigated both Jones and InfoWars, parent company Free Speech Systems, specifically saying that the defendants were intentionally um, basically doing this, etc., etc. Now, so my problem with this is a speedy trial is, has not been afforded to Jones. My second problem with this, ladies and gentlemen, is that I don't know that appropriate due process has happened. Okay, no jury appears that I could see until the final, what, sentencing or whatever you want to say. How much do you owe or what's the deal? Uh, I, I got another problem. Either the Sandy Hook events did happen or they didn't happen. That's number one. And uh, whether they happened or not, then downstream from that is if it didn't happen, then all the lies are. surrounding the case right think about that all the lies are surrounding the case if it did not happen if sandy hook did not happen if it did happen then it's a debate of how it happened and who was involved and etc 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 right so there you have it and um even though i think that sandy hook happened i don't believe that we're getting the true scoop from your government now, I don't know how much of it's a hoax versus not. I don't know how much of it uh, is fake actors uh, or not or cover-up or not or whatever. But it reminds me of the 9-11 example or the Oklahoma City bombing or Waco or Ruby Ridge with Randy Weaver. 
you know, a lot of the facts and the details of this is going to be murky. JFK, we can go on. They can say, oh, you're just involved in conspiracy theory all you want to. And I'm not going to go down that road in playing games. I don't know what the truth is in terms of the details. Okay? I don't know who lied at Sandy Hook. I don't know who covered up what at Sandy Hook. But I know that the official story our government is telling us is not true. But no matter whether you believe it happened or not, okay, let me be very clear about your First Amendment. And this is in defense of Alex Jones. Not that I even agree with Alex Jones on all the facts of the case. I might not agree with what he says. But I agree and defend his right to say it. If he believes that Sandy Hook is a hoax that did not happen, regardless of the evidence, regardless of the facts, he has every right to say that if he wants to. And think that. If that's his belief and what he says, he has every right to that. If somebody wakes up in the morning and they're getting a sunburn because it's so sunny outside and they say the sun did not rise today, despite the evidence of their sunburn, Despite the evidence that every one of us could tell that the sun's out, even a blind person can feel the sun on their skin, okay? They have the right to say the sun didn't come out today. You might disagree with it. You might think it's fake news. You might think it's bogus. You might, you might, you might. But what they did literally is engage in a defamation lawsuit. And you'd say, Sam, look, man, libel, slander, defamation, that's the issue here. It isn't the First Amendment and, and, and what Alex Jones has the right to think or believe or whatever else. <clears throat> but I say that it is. And you say, why, Sam? He slandered people. He, well, here's the deal. Defamation is the act of committing and commi communicating false statements about a person and injure the reputation of that person. The act of defaming another, right? Defamation is a statement, libel is written from what I understand, that injures a third party's reputation. It includes libel, that's written statements and slandered spoken statements. All right? There you have it. Now they say prima facie defamation, a plaintiff must show Four things. One, a false statement purporting to be fact. That's what Alex Jones did. He said, hey, you know what? Sandy Hook did not happen. It's a hoax. Two, publication or communication of that statement to a third person. Thus, the radio show. Three, and then they go on. Fault amounting to, et cetera, et cetera. But think about that for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Maybe defamation was committed. That's fine. Yeah, there should be accountable, accountability for that, right? Think about it. The third one, fault amounting to at least negligence. And for damages, some harm caused. Different states vary in their end or defamation statutes, they will vary somewhat from state to state, etc. But ladies and gentlemen, 
the problem that I'm having with this is when can you say what you want to say and when does it amount to defamation? So if you say, I don't believe that Sandy Hook happened at all, I think you have a right to say that. It's false. I, in my opinion, I believe it did happen. Now you say, Sam, are you swallowing the, uh, the deception about this? You need to get educated. You need to talk to people who I understand. I've researched it. I know. But I believe something happened at Sandy Hook, whether it, whether it was a big false flag operation. I believe that it was. I believe it was a false flag government involved operation. But I don't want to run around and say it was a hoax, nothing happened there, it was all actors, and it was all this, and it was all that. Because then you border into things that you can't prove. Oh, all these parents are, you know, actors. Everybody's faking it. You know, then you start to get into slander, libel, right? But here's the problem that I'm having. So Alex Jones commits slander and libel, and he gets fined for it, and it's not really a speedy trial, and there's no jury of peers, etc. really, uh, about this thing. See, I think Alex Jones should be able to say what he wants. If he thinks they're actors and that's his opinion to which he's entitled, uh, he can think that. He can think it's a hoax. It didn't happen. There's actors. I don't know that he created defamation in terms of attacking them and fulfilling these four guidelines. But here's my biggest problem of all with it. You and I have been slandered many times, my friends. I especially. James Edwards especially. Okay, they've lied about us. They say that I'm a racist. That isn't true. Uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center ties me to hate groups. That isn't true. I have produced less hate on the radio than probably anybody you've ever listened to. I'm not full of hate. I have a right to my opinion, which I articulate reasonably well. I have a right to disagree with people. I could disagree and do so agreeably and be kind and respectful. I've had plenty of people on the other side of the aisle on this radio program and been very kind and respectful to them. <clears throat> I, uh, okay, but when you look at this, do I have a right to my beliefs? <clears throat> or does that make me a hater? Has the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, slandered and created libel against me? <clears throat> yeah, but we'll never be able to go to court and win. So my biggest problem with this is lack of speedy trial lack of First Amendment protections, and selective enforcement. That's right. Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. 
As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. All right, so back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. And so you're saying, Sam, you're, you're kind of babbling and meandering about the subject with Alex Jones. You know what? He's lost a couple of defamation lawsuits uh, over Sandy Hook. He claims it's a hoax. It didn't exist. Uh, the, the actors or the parents were actors. It's all bogus and da-da-da. I believe Alex Jones is entitled to those views, even if I don't believe they're true. I defend his right to say it, even though I don't defend what he's... I don't believe in what he's saying, but I defend his right to say it, right? All right, well, anyway, this defamation lawsuit has taken three-plus years. Uh, and uh, on one hand, you say, well, what about a speedy trial? He hasn't had one. Three years is not speedy. Uh, secondly, um, you know what? A jury appears to decide how much Jones owes. What about a jury appears to decide if he's guilty or not? See, I would vote Jones not guilty on this. Because I don't believe that the families have been slandered to the, to the degree that, that they claim. I don't believe they've been harmed to the degree, etc. But my biggest problem with this, never mind the lack of a speedy trial, never mind the lack of a jury of uh, your peers, etc., etc. I believe the biggest problem with this case is the selective enforcement discussion. Where, you know what, Facebook has even blatantly admitted. We've talked about this. We highlighted the Wall Street Journal report documenting this. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, is highlighting this and saying even Facebook's manipulation of their accounts relates to possible vote fraud and more where some accounts are just average and they get shut down based on automated algorithms other accounts have special privilege right and when an incumbent candidate has special privilege account when a somebody running against that incumbent has a average account or a great unwashed account they get shut down it almost amounts to vote fraud manipulating of the votes and what we can see and hear and believe about the candidates right Direct interference. Well, the same thing's true with this Alex Jones thing. Why is he guilty of defamation? Because he believes Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook did not exist. It's a hoax. He believes the actors are, or the parents are just actors. And, you know, all this is a big old massive government cover-up. See? Now, the problem with Alex Jones is he pushed too hard. And he kind of got in the face of some of the parents and, 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 in my opinion, crossed the line. Which I think is wrong and, and, and everything. But here's the deal. Why does he commit defamation, but the mainstream press against me does not commit defamation? They've claimed that I'm part of these hate groups. I'm not part of any hate group. I haven't done anything to spew hate anywhere. Well, Sam, you don't believe in critical race theory. No, I don't, but that doesn't make me a hater. Sam, you don't believe in the gay and lesbian, bisexual and transgender agenda. That's right, I don't. 
but that doesn't mean that I hate anyone. Okay? And by calling me a racist and saying I'm a hater certainly causes me damage and harm. I am somewhat of a public figure, somewhat of a, 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 a celebrity to, to some degree. I'm not trying to make me out more important than I am, but you can't say that I'm not in the limelight as a public figure. I take on some of the most controversial subjects anybody ever takes on. I don't have a pseudonym or anything like that. You know my real name. You know what I do, right? I've had death threats against me over the 25-plus years I've been on the radio more than once. I've had the IRS, the FCC, and the USDA all after me and everything else, right? So I get it. But at the same time, why is there no defamation against me? Well, Sam, you haven't sued. That's right, I haven't sued. Why? Because it's about impossible to get to court and win. That's why. You want an example? The Southern Poverty Law Center went to an event that I was the speaker at. I was a speaker. Tom DeWeese, our good friend over at AmericanPolicy.org, was the organizer. And Richard Mack was a speaker. And they literally claimed that we incited violence at our meeting. I kid you not. This was in Pennsylvania. We were there live. And a Southern Poverty Law Center member infiltrated our event or went to our event, whatever you want to call it. And at Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, we had this event and they came out and started to claim that we incited violence at that meeting. The problem for the Southern Poverty Law Center is that we had video of the speeches and we literally proved to them that there was no call out for or advocation of or insurrect you know in encouraging of violence there was none and the southern poverty law center we threatened a lawsuit against them and they finally admitted that we were right and they were wrong and they literally sent us a letter of retraction we're sorry we didn't mean to do it we're wrong now here's the deal how do you get to court when that happens you go to court and they'll say, well, you know, the Southern Poverty Law Center already apologized. They already wrote a written retraction to you. But here's the problem. The damage is already done. Right? Well, that's just one example. I'll give you another example about James Edwards, my dear friend. He literally uh, was, uh, in my opinion, attacked. There was libel and slander committed against him by the Detroit News, where they claimed that he was a leader of the KKK. Well, it turns out that James sued them. When they went to court, even the court case documents, James is not a leader of the KKK. He's not even affiliated with the KKK. He's not even a member of the KKK, much less a leader. But in that case, what they did is they came back and said, you know, even though he's not a leader, even though you guys said that and it's flat out defamation, according to the strictest guidelines on what defamation is, you know, we're going to just go along with Aesop's fables. It's the company James keeps that's the problem. In other words, guilty by association. The problem is, I don't know that James hangs out with KKK members, but he's never been one. Well, what they did is just dismiss the case and protect the press in that one. The Detroit Free Press got protected, the author got protected, and James had no case. So let me get this right. Alex Jones doesn't believe in the hoax of Sandy Hook, and he goes out and says so. Defamation libel. 
Three years in the making, no speedy trial, no real jury of your peers. Slam. The parents win. Alex Jones guilty of defamation and libel and slander and everything else, okay? James Edwards, though, has the quintessential in the media gets protected. Donald Trump says, hey, we need to change the libel laws and the way they work so that we can stop people from abusing us. Well, it's selective enforcement, and that's my biggest problem with it. I wanted to highlight the speedy trial discussion, the jury of one's peers discussion, the First Amendment discussion about you can say and think what you want, and even though I may not agree with what you say, I'll defend your right to say it, etc. That's really important. But I believe we have selective enforcement going on, and that's the biggest problem of all. If I commit libel and slander against Google, then they can sue me and they'll probably win. If they commit libel and slander against me, I don't have a prayer to sue them and win. That's the problem. All right, I'll give you an example of the selective enforcement. I've highlighted it with the Alex Jones case. All right. I've highlighted it also with a case of Facebook having different accounts for different users. If you're the average Joe, you're the great unwashed, you're shut down with an automated script. Boom. It's really hard to undo the shutdown, right? But if you're in the special group, you get special privilege. You get a special account where your account's not only not shut down, but it's protected. Well, you want me to give you more evidence to prove the point? Because here it is. Britney Spears posted a series of totally nude photos on Instagram. And the social media site has yet to take them down despite the fact that it breaks their community guidelines. Now, if it was me or you or anybody else, they'd have the photos down in a second. But not for Britney. She's protected. So listen, the 39-year-old singer lit up the Internet on Thursday after she posted not one but six fully nude snaps showing her not wearing a stitch of clothing. I guess she had edited pink flower stickers over her breasts, her buttocks, and her private areas. She captioned the post, quote, Playing in the Pacific, never hurt anybody. The post, by the way, has since gone viral with more than 2.9 million likes and counting. You can view the post on Instagram, by the way. Taking a look at Instagram's nudity policy under its section called Community Guidelines, it states in part the following. We know that there are times when people might want to share nude images that are artistic or creative in nature. You can say, okay, that's Brittany, right? But for a variety of reasons, we don't allow nudity on Instagram. This includes photos, videos, and some digitally created content that shows, and then it goes on to say sexual intercourse, genitals and close-ups of fully nude buttocks etc it also includes some photos um anyway they go on and talk about you know photos in the context of breastfeeding or whatever but here's the deal so the problem with this is that we've got selective enforcement going on when it comes to Brittany. she's got a special privilege account right she can do what the rest of us can't do. 
And that's really where the rubber meets the road here. Now, you say, well, Sam, there's a lot of likes on this thing. That's right. Because Brittany has made a lot of news because she's busted out of her, quote, conservatorship or conservatorship, whatever it's called, conservatorship, uh, with her father. And now she's supposed to be able to live on her own and decide for herself. And her mental issues are behind her. And, okay, that's all good and fine. But the problem is what they're doing is they're capitalizing. On this, Instagram knows that they leave that up, they'll get a lot of viewers to their site. A lot of people liking Britney's this and that. A lot of controversy, a lot of coverage over this. And they're giving Britney special privilege. See? And that's the problem that I'm having in America. What you're, ha- what you're uh, really relating to is the have and the have-nots. And Alex Jones, in this case, sadly, has become a have-not. He doesn't have the chutzpah to be able to win. James Edwards. Doesn't have the chutzpah to be able to win. His case was just shut down. In one case, they go after Alex. Libel and slander, guilty. Defamation, guilty. When it comes to James Edwards, they're just saying, hey, the media is not guilty. As they pick favorites. It's done on Facebook. We've proven it with the Wall Street Journal evidence. And the Ron DeSantis going after Facebook for their selective either shutdown or special protection plans. Same thing with Instagram. We see it now. Blatant as all get out. We see the same thing in the Alex Jones case and the James Edwards case. This isn't about Alex Jones or James Edwards or about Facebook or about uh, Instagram as entities. This is about a two-tiered system in America. They've created the inside elites. They've got protection no matter what they do, say, think, believe, write. You and I are shut down. We don't have any protections for what we say, do, believe, right, etc. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem I'm having with these these cases. But we've got to do something in America, ladies and gentlemen, because you know what? Pretty soon they're going to say, if you claim vaccines aren't real and they don't work, or you say they're not real, you say they don't work, you say they're they're dangerous or whatever, not safe, not effective or whatever, you're going to be guilty of libel and slander against the vaccine companies. Where will this go and what can we say and not say in America is the real question that you got to ask. Do we have a First Amendment in America? Is it live and well or is it being trampled by the two-tiered system being created in America by big tech backed by government? Those are my questions for you to seriously contemplate. All right, hour one in the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman and I declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, will you? From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for October the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country in the traditions of our founding fathers. Last hour, some people might think I rambled a little bit, but I want to really highlight what I covered. And I want to continue the discussion. First off, I had some news about the McDonald's barbecue pork sandwich, the McRib, coming out November 1st. They're saying it's now the McSeason. 
I mean, people are looking forward to this baby coming out every year now for a limited time, they say. You're talking about this, uh, you know, barbecue pork sandwich that's well-known called the McRib. We talked about that a little bit. We talked about InfoWars founder Alex Jones lost two more defamation lawsuits. The jury's going to find out how much he owes, but I have a problem with that on a, uh, a variety of issues. One, lack of speedy trial for Alex Jones. Number two, I don't know that due process has taken place in terms of a fully informed jury, etc. Number three, I believe we've got selective enforcement going on big time in America, creating a two-tiered system. There's the insiders that have special privilege, and then there's the rest of us, great unwashed, that get the hammer down um, kind of a thing. And, and, and you see it in our society. Bill Clinton can literally commit rape and plunder and pillage and no problem for Bill. But if you're Bill Cosby, shut him down, right? It's very interesting how this is all working in America. We talked about Britney Spears at the end of the hour. She posted a series of totally nude photos, ladies and gentlemen, on Instagram. And it's against the policies of Instagram, but they're letting it go. Britney's got a special account. Uh, There you have it. And um, it's sad to say, ladies and gentlemen, but I really believe that there's some serious, serious issues going on here. And I, and I want to continue this theme, in my opinion, where there is a real problem with this two-tiered system. All right? It is a problem for you and me. And I believe that it's only going to get worse. Right? It's only going to get worse, folks, for you and me. And that's my big concern. And let me give you kind of some more information on this very thing. Uh, last hour, we compared the um, Britney Spears case. She's got a protected account. The Alex Jones case where he got slammed. Uh, the case of me and Richard Mack where the Southern Party Law Center said we are promoting violence till we had a video and proved them wrong and they had to retract. To the example... The example of the Southern Poverty Law Center literally saying that I'm one of the biggest hate groups in Utah, Liberty News Radio, just my little old company. Okay, they're out of control. They can commit libel, slander, and get away with it. But you and I, man, we better be very careful. Well, this is starting to come down to really a free speech challenge. And I'll give you an example. They're starting to decide how much chutzpah somebody has. Okay? Okay. So country superstar Jason Aldean called critics delusional as he defended his wife, Brittany Aldean, over her Instagram posts that showed her and her kids in anti-President Biden t-shirts. Yeah. So I commend Aldean for standing up. But they say, watch your mouth, lady. The 44-year-old country singer wrote on social media after his wife posted a handful of snaps um, showing her wearing a T-shirt that read, Anti-Biden Social Club. (laughs) And one of her kids... I guess was wearing a T-shirt that read, hiding from Biden. The comments were noted by the Washington Post in a piece published Wednesday. 
Now, here's the thing that I find interesting about this. Brittany Aldine posted on Instagram saying this, when she got criticized, she says this, we'll teach our kids what we think is right. Ooh, good for her. She says, we'll teach our kids what we think is right and what we think is best for their future, Aldine added. If you think what is happening right now is great for our future of our kids and grandkids, you are delusional, said Jason Aldine as he defended his wife. Please tell me one thing, said Aldine, that the administration has done that's good. Just one thing. Some critics called the singer out for using his kids as political props. Right? But here's what's fascinating. They say he's using his kids for political props. Another wrote, if you thought Trump's path for America was any better, you're delusional. They attacked Jason Aldean. But here's the problem. They've been using kids to promote Black Lives Matter and kids to promote the gay and lesbian agenda for quite some time, ladies and gentlemen. Jason sh showed his support for the snap by his wife by saying this. My boy, as he talked about Donald Trump. Now, the hit maker also, I guess his wife, she had a sweatshirt that talked about Donald Trump and still, said, still my president, and they beat her up for it, too. Well, anyway, country star Jason Aldean said that he was not apologetic. Now, this is really kind of what I want to get to in this discussion here. It's one thing for, um, you know, Jason to defend his wife, and I commend him for it. But he said he was not. He was unapologetic. He was not willing to apologize after he defended his wife, Brittany Aldean, following the backlash over her, quote, anti-President Joe Biden post. Wow. I'm liking Jason. He says this. I will never apologize for my beliefs or my love for my family and my country. The 44-year-old rocker or uh, country star said. The comments were noted by Fox News in a piece published on Friday. Now listen to what Jason Aldean said in this post. Ready? I mean, this is just tremendous stuff from Jason Aldean, in my opinion, okay? This is the greatest country in the world. And I want to keep it that way, he added. Yeah. I guess his post had him standing in front of a giant American flag at a concert he had in Arizona. Now, this is great stuff, in my opinion. Uh, this is the greatest country in the world, and I want to keep it that way. Wow. Pretty cool, if you ask my opinion. The Dirt Road Anthem hitmaker defended his wife. Now, the interesting thing about this is this. Most people melt right on down when the... Uh, Attacks begin. And this is why I'm promoting Jason Aldean right now. Number one, I think he's got some great music. 
But number two, though, what a man. He gets the first off, his wife speaks out. They attack her. But then he defends his wife like a man should. He then doubles down and says, I'm not going to apologize for what I'm doing. We have every right to think and say and believe what we want to. He called his critics delusional. Right? Think about that. I'm anti-Biden. Are you? I'm anti-Joe T-shirts. Can I have that view? Or will I just get attacked? And see, in the celebrity world, in the elite world, what they do is they browbeat you into going along. But Jason Aldean and his wife, Brittany, good for them. They're not taking it. They're going, you know what? You're delusional. If you think what's going on in America right now is good, you have lost your marbles. Country star Jason Aldean said that he was unapologetic after he defended his wife, Brittany. Following the backlash over her, quote, anti-president Joe Biden post? I don't understand that. I'm going to get rid of this. Anti-Joe post. He says this. I will never apologize. I love this. I will never apologize for my beliefs or my love for my family and country. Does it get better than that? This is the greatest country in the world, and I want to keep it that way, says Aldean. Now listen, this is a male and female, a husband and wife. Right? When I think it's tremendous. Jason Aldean, we need more men like Jason Aldean. More men, I would kind of say like me maybe too, to some degree, uh, because we're not willing to back away and apologize. We have every right to stand for the traditional family. Every right to say we don't like Joe. We're against Joe's policies. We believe Joe's creating a tyranny in the country and we're against it. We want to vote him out. We have every right to think and believe and say what we want to. And we're creating a two-world or two-tier world in America that I'm fearful of. Quick pause. We'll talk about it more in seconds. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large... 
that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm commending Brittany Aldine and her husband, well-known country legend Jason Aldine, for their tremendous or their tremendous stance. You know what? She has every right to not like Biden, every right to wear T-shirts. If she wants to give her kid an anti-Biden T-shirt, she should have every right to do it. She has every right to teach her children what she wants to, just as I do. And Jason doubling down in defense of his wife, Brittany, and saying, you know what? You guys are delusional. You're crazy. And I will not apologize. And that's something that we need to really think about. So here's the two-tiered system. I'm not in the top tier at all. I'm just shut down because I'm the great unwashed, okay? They'll just attack me relentlessly. What they tried to do, though, was they tried to kind of attack Brittany a little bit to see if Brittany would, would melt down, if she would cave, if she'd go, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. My comments were... Um, tone deaf. My comments were uh, ill-advised. I, I apologize and just totally grovel before these people who really are ge- uh, generating the cancel culture like you wouldn't believe. But when Brittany wouldn't cave, then they, you know, attacked more. So then husband Jason stands up and defends his wife, Brittany, and then they attack Jason. And at the crux of this is big money. You know, you won't get uh, a fair chance anymore, Jason. Your career's about over, my friend. Or is it? See, it depends on how much we the people back Jason Aldean, right? But what they want to do then is browbeat him into submission and, 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 you know, cave. But now Jason Aldean will not cave. Jason Aldean, I will never apologize for my beliefs or my love for my family and my country. It's the greatest country on the face of the earth, and I want to keep it that way. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Think about that. All right. Anyway, I bring this up because I believe there's a two-tier system in America that is being developed that I think is wrong and criminal. And we better be very, very careful to stop it, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very careful and insistent that we stop it. Because what will happen to Jason Aldean? They'll either destroy his career or he'll come out on top. And the more we defend people like Jason, the more they will come out on top. But if we don't, they're going to railroad. I'll give you an example. Natalie Maines of the Disney Chicks criticized America while she was overseas, um, or, you know, et cetera. Now, should she have done that? Probably not. But again, I might not agree with what she says, but I'll defend her right to say it. Anyway, the Dixie Chicks took a huge, huge hit. 
as they were abused for so long over this, they, they created an album, I think it's called Gaslighters, I think it is, to highlight how abused and wrong, wrongly they've been treated. Right? This is serious. Because this is happening in America to the point of, I don't know what to call it. But this is happening. And it's serious. Okay? The year of the gaslighters writes, uh, um, what do they call this thing? (laughs) The year of the gaslighters, how today's ruling class, um, they want to be gods. They've got addiction to power. How the current corrupt leaders are trying to drive the American people insane gaslighting. You know what that is? It's going on. What is a gaslighter? Do you know? Well, that's what's happening across the country. Define gaslighters. Right? What is a gaslighter? Gaslighting psychology. What is it? Gaslighting, an elaborate and insidious technique of deception and psychological manipulation, usually practiced by a single deceiver or gaslighter on a single victim over an extended period of time. They want to, gradu- they want to gradually undermine the victim's confidence in their ability to distinguish truth from falsehood, right from wrong. Definition of gaslight, right? Are gaslighters aware of what they do, you might ask? Some gaslighters might have learned it from their parents and not really realizing what they're doing, but we've got a gaslighting class in America, which is primarily the elite. Right? Withholding. Factual information, increasingly withholding factual information from and providing false information to a victim. Think about that, folks. That's what we got going on in America. Okay? This is serious. So anyway, the Dixie Chicks created an album that talked about this gaslighter stuff to highlight what's going on, right? Anyway, I bring all this up because I think it's important to understand what's happening to us. And I don't know how many of us understand. But they tried. They tried to gaslight Jason Aldean. And you know what? The great news is they failed. Okay. Looks like uh, our buddy Jason Aldini ain't going to fall for the gaslighting. Neither am I. Neither should you. All right. Let's see. Uh, Cameron, do we have time to play this clip? All right, so we don't have time to play this clip. I'll set up the clip, and then we'll play it. How's that? We'll play it right at the start of the next segment. Bottom line is I got talking, and I talked too long. 
but I really want to associate this gaslighting abuse that's going on in America. And they tried to gaslight Jason Aldean. They really gaslighted the Dixie Chicks. I don't care if the Dixie Chicks criticize America overseas. When America deserves criticism, you have the right to criticize. Even if I don't agree with the criticism, I agree with the right to criticize, right? Now, in this next uh, situation, it's, it's kind of a very similar situation. Rand Paul lays into Health and Human Services Secretary DeSera for failing to acknowledge COVID natural immunity. Good for Rand Paul to stand up tall. Okay? Why does this matter, ladies and gentlemen? Because here's the deal. I had COVID. I got way sick. You all know that. I've mentioned it many times. But what I want to focus on right now, ladies and gentlemen, is this reality check. What's the reality check? I have natural immunity. Rand Paul has natural immunity. He got COVID early on. And the government is unwilling to acknowledge our natural immunity status. We have antibodies in our system because we've naturally developed them by letting our immune system fight and conquer the disease. Well, these people are gaslighting you. What does that mean? They're peddling false information against you and repeating it enough to where people believe the false dishonesty. And they're withholding information from you. Here's the false story. The only way for you to possibly survive COVID is to get vaccinated. Anything else, you're just going to cause death and destruction to you, yourself, and everyone around you. And the only way out of that is to get vaccinated. And by the way, the vaccines are safe and effective. There are so many lies in that statement. Number one, that's the only way to, to be protected isn't true. Natural immunity is probably, at least scientifically speaking, even a better way. It's God's way for the body to conquer disease and illness and develop natural immunities. Okay? But again, they want to play God. And so they want to gaslight. They want to browbeat you. Uh, so the lie is that the vaccines are safe and effective in the only way. That isn't true at all. And so Rand Paul doubles down and literally lays into the secretary um, for Biden that doesn't have the guts, the integrity to tell the truth or admit the truth. See, that is what's going on here, ladies and gentlemen. That really is something that you need to be aware of. That's really where the rubber meets the road. Because we need to create a natural immunity reality check for people, too, and say, look, Sam Bushman, Rand Paul, and many of you others who have had COVID, you're fine. We don't need vaccines. We don't need protection. We're already protected, at least as, as we can be. More protected than those who have the vaccine immunities as well. When we come back, we'll play... Rand Paul's point, but he stands up strong like Jason Aldean. See, the more we stand up, ladies and gentlemen, and peacefully demand the truth and reject their gaslighting manipulation to create a two-tiered system of the elite protected and the rest of us destroyed, yeah, it's all up to us, folks. Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Mike Fortier. Possible breakthrough in treating COVID. American Ridgeback Biotherapeutics announcing yesterday a new pill to treat the virus. The company says Molnupiravir can reduce hospitalizations or deaths by about 50%. It's designed for people with mild to moderate cases. USC Dr. David Agus on CBS News. So this certainly makes it much easier to treat and in the end will probably save many lives. If approved by the FDA, this would be the first pill to treat COVID. The company hopes it can be available by the end of the year. There's optimism ahead of U.N. climate talks. U.S. climate envoy John Kerry in Italy today before talks begin in Scotland October 31st. Kerry says he thinks enormous progress can be made at the 12-day summit. The goal is to get more countries to commit to keeping Earth from warming no more than 1.5 degrees Celsius compared to pre-industrial levels. To do so, Kerry says we need to cut carbon emissions by 45% in the next decade. This is USA Radio News. If cancel culture and censorship continue at their current pace, there will soon be nothing left of the truth. The Epic Times was founded to keep truth alive. We ask the questions we think you'd ask. We check facts without regards to any political agenda. No one tells us what to cover or how to cover it. We're not influenced by big corporations or political parties. Our great passion is to expose the spread of socialism and communism. We cover the Chinese Communist Party and how it works to subvert American education and politics. We cover big issues like election integrity, the exploding national debt, the fight against coronavirus, and the truth about its origins. We cover Democrats and Republicans in exactly the same way. We have a special trial subscription offer right now. One month of our printed paper and total access to our amazing online content for just $1. You'll find it at TrustedNewspaper.com. One month, $1. TrustedNewspaper.com. Help the Epic Times keep truth alive. A key part of President Biden's agenda now on hold. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announcing yesterday that more time is needed to pass Biden's infrastructure bill. Tennessee Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn tells Fox News this bill is not about infrastructure. And they know that this $3.5 trillion spending bill, which is actually about $5 trillion, plus the $1.2 trillion in infrastructure, plus the $1.9 trillion they've already done, is to drive up the debt so that they can increase the taxes and say, oh, by the way, don't look at that number. It's paid for, and people do not believe it. Biden's still confident the infrastructure bill and his spending bill will pass. He says it doesn't matter if it takes six minutes, six days, or six weeks. It will get done. The U.S. reaches another grim COVID milestone. Johns Hopkins University announcing yesterday that COVID has killed over 700,000 people in the U.S. When the vaccines first came out, the U.S. had 300,000 deaths. So this means more Americans have died of COVID since the vaccine came out than before. This is USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm talking about gaslighting and abuse by the elite. They're creating a two-tiered system that jettisons the First Amendment, ladies and gentlemen. You and I, the great unwashed, are shut down at every turn. No speedy trial, no fair assessment, no reality check, no accountability for their abuses. The elites are protected, though. Jason Aldean almost caught in the mix, but good for him. He stood up tall. Well, now Rand Paul doing the same thing to HS Secretary DeSera. Okay, to Sarah, basically not even acknowledging that natural immunity matters. Well, natural immunity is the best preventative of COVID bar none. Scientists, scientists have known this forever, that natural immunity is the best way. Vaccines, you know what? A distant second. Um, they used to accept that reality check in science, but now they're, well, they're gaslighting even that reality. 
So here's Rand Paul standing up for the truth, not accepting the gaslighting going on by the secretary and by our government on this. Here's the senator uh, arguing this point. Are you familiar with an Israeli study that had uh, 2.5 million patients and found that the vaccinated group was actually seven times more likely to get infected with COVID than the people who had gotten COVID naturally? Senator, I'd have to get back to you on that one. I'm not familiar with that study. Well, you think you might want to be if you're going to travel the country insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had COVID, recovered, look at a study with 2.5 million people and say, well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as a vaccine or not. And in a free country, maybe I ought to be able to make that decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country calling people like Jonathan Isaac and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting, goes against the science. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I have worked uh, over 30 Um, years on health policy. you're, You're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country calling people flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. This is an arrogance coupled with an authoritarianism that is unseemly and un-American. You, sir, are the one ignoring the science. The vast preponderance of scientific studies, dozens and dozens show robust long-lasting immunity after COVID infection. Even the CDC does not recommend measles vaccine if you have measles immunity. The same was true for smallpox. But you ignore history and science to shame the flat earthers, as you call them. You should be ashamed of yourself and apologize to the American people for being dishonest about naturally acquired immunity. You want more people to choose vaccination? So do I. You want to lessen vaccine hesitancy? So do I. You want to have that happen? Quit lying to people about naturally acquired immunity. Quit lording it over people, acting as if these people are deplorable and unwashed. Try persuasion instead of government cudgels. Try humility instead of arrogance. Try freedom instead of coercion. But most of all, try understanding that there's no more basic medical right than deciding what we inject into our bodies. Today, after hearing that millions of people in a study prove, show without a doubt that there's a great deal of immunity from getting it naturally, do you want to apologize to the 100 million Americans who suffered through COVID, survived, have immunity, and yet you want to hold them down and vaccinate them? Do you want to apologize for calling those people flat earthers? Senator, I appreciate your question and appreciate that everyone has their opinion. Uh, We follow the facts and the science at HHS. We use the expertise of the medical professionals, the scientists at uh, HHS to make decisions. Uh, It's a team effort, and we rely on what is on the ground showing us results. Except for the dozens and dozens of studies. In fact, most, if not all, of the studies show robust immunity from getting the disease naturally. The CDC says if you've had measles and have immunity, you don't have to be vaccinated. The same was true of smallpox. 
you're selectively doing this because you want us to submit to your will. You have no scientific background, no scientific degrees, and yet you aren't really concerned about 100 million Americans who had the disease. You just want to tell us, do as you're told. That's what you're telling us. You want to mandate this on all of us. You're going to tell us if I have 100 employees, you're going to put me out of business with a $700,000 fine if I don't obey what you think is a science. Don't you understand that it's presumptuous for you to be in charge of all the science? Have you ever heard of a second opinion? I can't go to my doctor and ask my doctor's opinion. I mean, this is, is, is incredibly arrogant combined with this authoritarian nature that you think, well, we'll just tell all of America to do what I say and they better or we'll find them or put them in jail or not let them go to school or not let them travel. The science is against you on this. The science is clear. Naturally acquired immunity is as good as a vaccine. The Israel study actually showing it better. This isn't an argument against the vaccine, but it's an argument for letting people make a decision who already have immunity. You're not willing to consider natural immunity? Senator, our team has reviewed every study that's out there on COVID, whether it's from Israel, from the US, or wherever else. They have used the facts that have been provided through the uh, rigorous research that's been done to reach a conclusion. 660 odd thousand Americans and more have died because of COVID. We're trying to do everything we can to save as many as possible. We're using the facts, we're following the science and following the law. Nobody's arguing the severity of this, but you are completely ignoring the science on natural immunity. So is Fauci, so is the whole group. You're just ignoring it because you want submission. You want everybody just to submit to your will, do as you're told, despite the evidence, the large body of scientific evidence that says naturally acquired immunity does work, is an important part of how we're all gonna recover from this. So is the vaccine. But when you add them together, we're at a much different place than if you ignore them. 100 million Americans, by conservative CDC estimates, have had the disease. 200 million or more now have been vaccinated. It's a good thing. Combined together, it's how the disease is. Nobody wants to get the disease. We're not advising anybody to get the disease. But if you were unlucky enough to get it, think of the nurses and doctors and orderlies who all bravely took care of COVID patients. There was no vaccine for a year and a half. They took care of people, risked their lives. They got it survived and now people like you are arrogant enough to say you can no longer work in the hospital because you've already had the disease we're going to force you to take a vaccine that the science does not prove is better than naturally acquired that's an arrogance that should be chastened thank you ladies and gentlemen there you have it Rand paul in my opinion doing a great job catching the hss secretary literally lying okay right at the start Secretary DeSera basically um, says, no, I'm not familiar with the Israel study that you mentioned, uh, Senator Paul. I got I to gotta get to my team and get back to you on that. I don't know. And then later he's like, hey, we've been researching all the studies. We're familiar with every study, even the Israel study. Wait a minute. You just said you weren't familiar with it, sir. Well, I'm not familiar with it, but my team is. How do you know if you're not familiar with it? Have you checked with your team since this got brought up to you? Let me be very clear. I ask you if you are aware of a study, and you say no. Then later in that same conversation, you say, but my team is aware of all the studies, including the Israel one. How do you know if you're not aware of it? See? I mean, he didn't say, well, I'm not caught up on the details, but I'm aware of the study. My team is up on the details. He didn't say that at the start. He just said, I'm not aware of that. I got to check with my team to see what, what's going on and get back to you. And then later, he says, we're familiar with all the studies. Uh <clears throat> Then they let, basically we know that there are dozens of studies. I mean, 
uh, Rand Paul highlighted the CDC, saying, you know what, even the CDC recommends, you know what, if you um, have had chicken pox, you've got immunity. If you, and, and so on. Okay, now we're changing the science. And then he's like, we follow all science. No, you don't. You don't even follow the CDC guidelines. Uh, to prove the point, Joe Biden was saying we're going to have booster shots. And the community came out and said, no, you're not. Most people don't need booster shots, Joe. And Joe had to back off that claim that was not following the science. We see this over and over. But I commend Jason Aldean for standing up. All right. I commend Rand Paul for standing up. But we got to acknowledge COVID natural immunity. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I found a great article about gaslighting because I think we really need to highlight this reality here. I wrote an article, a clarion call for civility, as many of you know. That stands in contrast to the gaslighting that's taking place uh, in America today. All right. And Rand Paul had enough. We're not going to tolerate your glass, your gaslighting, your lies, your misinformation, your browbeating us on this thing. We're not going to tolerate it anymore. And that's what it's going to take to stop it. We, the people, need to just simply say, you're not going to gaslight me on this. We're not doing that. But there's a great article that I found. It says this 24 phrases gaslighters use against you. Yeah, it's written in PR Daily by Laura Hale Broadway. Uh, It's a great article. When we come back, we'll talk about the 24 things. But if you've ever spent time around a gaslighter, you know what they're capable of, right? They're capable of absolutely manipulating the conversation and abusing you. They engage in manipulation techniques. We'll talk about it in seconds. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live Talk Show. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. I've been standing up for a long time. Jason Aldean standing up. Rand Paul standing up. Now Ron Johnson, Republican of Wisconsin, standing up. He argued on the Senate floor that the vaccines are not working as advertised. Yeah, he says the number of COVID deaths and cases dropped significantly before the vaccines even came out. Deaths surged again this summer. He pointed out why the rate of vaccinations spiked in early in 2021. Now it's 60% of the population. Our federal agencies have not been transparent. They have not given the American people the information we need to make an informed choice, he wisely pointed out. Mm. Sounds like gaslighting to me, ladies and gentlemen, withholding of information, mocking you, and we'll get into that. But Johnson unveiled new legislation that would block federal vaccine mandates, ladies and gentlemen, by utilizing the Interstate Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution. He says it's an outrageous trampling of civil liberties to mandate vaccines. The American people deserve transparency and as much information as possible so they can make an informed choice about their own health. Here's Ron Johnson on the Senate floor. They've written so many oversight letters to the health care agencies. I completely agree with Senator Scott. I was a big supporter of Operation Warp Speed. I've gotten every vaccine until this one because I've had COVID. But the federal agencies have not been transparent. They have not given the American public information that we need to make that informed choice. We need to recognize people's health autonomy. This is their body. They should be able to make these choices. But I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the information we're not getting from our health care industries, our health care agencies, that people who are choosing not to get vaccinated are looking at. And it's not disinformation. This is real information. It's just being withheld from the public by our healthcare agencies, by the media, and the social media. The first thing I want to show is a chart I put together. Again, this is real data. This comes from the CDC in terms of the number of new cases per day, as well as the number of deaths per day. The deaths are down here in a very thin red line. But you can see by this chart that in terms of the surge of the initial alpha variant of COVID, pretty well peaked late December, early January. The vaccines were got the emergency use authorization about mid-December. The orange line shows the percent of Americans vaccinated, fully vaccinated. And you can see the initial surge, the initial pandemic was winding down before the vaccines even could take effect. Now, again, we all hoped and prayed that the vaccine would be 100% effective and 100% safe. But when you look at this chart, as 
the, the pandemic's winding down, the percent of fully vaccinated individuals are growing up, you would think, again, you would think what you'd see is just a complete winding down of the, of the pandemic. But that's not what we've seen. We've seen this new surge, this new surge of a variant called Delta. So what are we to make of this? There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. What are we to make of this? A fair question. What you've got is gaslighting going on over COVID, gaslighting going on over uh, the founding fathers, gaslighting going on with relation to global warming or, quote, climate change. But there's 24 phrases gaslighters use against you. Um, PR Daily has the details. Now, here's the deal. Gaslighters engage in manipulation. It's a technique of distorting known facts, memories, events, and evidence to invalidate a person's experience. The idea is to make those who disagree with the gaslighter to question their own abilities, memory, or sanity. See it in action, by the way, in the 1944 film, Gaslight, starring Charles Boyer. And Ingrid Bertman, if you want to go ahead and see it in action or whatever she says in this great article, gaslighters use lies, false promises, and personal attacks to make those around them doubt themselves. Let's just take, for example, let's say you're at a meeting with your boss on Tuesday. Okay? (laughs) Here's what happens. The boss says, hey, man, you guys can all leave early on Friday. Right? You can leave at noon on Friday, but when Friday comes along, your boss says, what? I would never say you can leave early. You must not have been paying attention. When it comes to politics, ladies and gentlemen, gaslighting is all around us. It happens in personal relationships. It happens in the workplace. But ladies and gentlemen, gaslighting typically begins gradually, right? With a snide comment, a critical remark. But there you have it. The government in bed with the media is committing gaslighting against all of us. The more you're aware of a gaslighter's techniques, the greater you can protect yourself. Here's what you look for when someone's trying to gaslight you. They say several things. One, if you were paying attention. See, the problem is you're just not paying attention to the science on this thing, Sam. Two, if you were listening. If you're listening, Fauci said this. Never mind that he didn't say that. Or, oh, Fauci didn't say that, but the fact is he did. If you knew how to listen, Sam, the problem is you just don't know how to listen. We talked about this. Don't you remember? I guess I'll have to repeat myself since you don't remember. You need to learn to communicate better. You're being irrational. Don't you think you're overreacting? You're just oversensitive. Stop being so sensitive. You're too emotional. You can't take a joke. You're so thin-skinned. You always jump to the wrong conclusion. Stop taking everything I say so seriously. Can you hear yourself? I criticize you because I like you. I'm trying to make you better. You're the only person that I have these problems with. You're reading too much into this. I'm not arguing. I'm discussing. I know what you're thinking. You should have known this was not a good time to talk about this. 
Why are you upset? I was only kidding. Why would you think that? What does that say about you? And it goes on and on and on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and so what they're doing in America to us right now is they're gaslighting us to a great degree. Um, Rand Paul says, look, natural immunity, the science backs it, the CDC backs it, everybody backs it. Why are you not giving credence or fair play to the natural immunity? The human secretary, human health and whatever secretary comes back and says, we're following all the science. We're... And then Dr. Fauci continuing the same idea. Never mind that Dr. Ron Paul, Senator, and Dr., uh, I'm sorry, and Senator Ron Johnson, both of them are saying, look, you're withholding information from the American people. You're not telling the truth. You're not following the science. And they say, oh, yeah, we're just following the science. Gaslighting going on. Gaslighters use lies, false promises, etc., against you, folks. Gaslighters use lies, false promises, and personal attacks to make those around them doubt themselves. That's what we got going on, right? That's what you've got going on in America right now. And anybody who speaks up against them will be attacked, will be mocked, will be ridiculed. Believe it or not, California now is the first to require COVID vaccines in schools, children from kindergarten to 12th grade. Ladies and gentlemen, in both public and private schools will be required to be inoculated against the coronavirus once the FDA gives approval. Think about that, folks. What about natural immunity for these kids? There you have it. I mean, this is gaslighting to the nth degree. You've literally got to leave California schools now. Right? You have got to literally leave California schools. Right? They say reaching a higher level of immunity would be required to keep classrooms open. But you got to talk about what is immunity mean see if you've got the natural immunity they're not going to count that for you vaccine mandate for teachers upheld sonia sotomayor literally upheld forcing new york teachers to get vaccinated didn't even go to her colleagues on this it's a shame folks right this is serious business. People are being fi- uh, <clears throat> fired, fined, penalized, attacked, ridiculed, mocked, gaslighted over vaccines to the umph degree. Lies, false promises, personal attacks. Sam's being attacked. You're irresponsible, says Joe Biden, the ultimate gaslighter. You're responsible for all this death because you're not vaccinated, Sam. I'm losing patience with you, says the, quote, president of the United States, right? As he gaslights me, Sam, you're responsible. No, I'm not. I got natural immunity. Thank you very much. In fact, I'm spreading less COVID, and I'm less susceptible to COVID of any status person in America, along with, as Ron Rand Paul said, 100 plus, 100 plus million of me.
All right, this is what's going on. And I started out by talking about the libel and slander laws last hour, and I talk about it this hour. Same stuff's going on. Okay? We're being abused and mistreated. They're creating a two-tier system, the protected, the elite, and the rest of us. And on that two-tier system, they're gaslighting us into uh, oblivion. We need to reject it. Country superstar Jason Aldean didn't fall for it. Neither did his lovely wife, Brittany. Rand Paul didn't fall for it as he stands up against the HHS secretary on the Senate floor. Ron Johnson didn't fall for it as he stood up, arguing on the Senate floor that vaccines, listen, are not working as advertised. And they're not giving the American people the proper information. Gaslighters engage in manipulation. Distorting known facts, memories, etc. to make you doubt yourself and what you believe and know. Gaslighters use lies and false promises as they force Californians to all be vaccined, vaccinated in government schools. Doesn't matter if you have natural immunity. There you have it. I just thought I'd brief you on all that. We're being gaslighted to the umpth degree. That stands in contrast to Clarion Call for Civility, ladies and gentlemen. Final story of the hour that I had to highlight for you. 1,000 roses delivered to Nancy Pelosi. In her office and her campaign, they delivered a thousand roses to her. Why? Because they want to kindly influence her to be more pro-life. They want to change her views on abortion. Isn't that a polite, kind way to try to influence her on abortion? One thousand roses delivered to Nancy. Her office and her campaign to move her heart on abortion. Wow, is that cool. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. God save us. We the people need to stand up, and we better do it fast. It's about God, family, and country. It's about life, liberty, and property. It's about you and me doing what's right and let the consequence follow. God save the Republic of the United States of America.